Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello! Welcome to episode number two of Rando Rob. My name is Rob O'Hara. You probably already know that. You can't see, but behind here there are shelves. There are shelves over here. I have shelves uh, out there. I have a garage. I mean, I have literally thousands and thousands. I could do this uh, once a week from now for the next 50 to 100 years easily and uh, pull up a different item. And not every every item is a super-duper, you know, amazing item or something, but uh, um, if you know me, I pretty much have a story about every single thing I own <laughs> or can tie a story to it. And so this is something uh, that I do have a uh, story about. I, I literally, I didn't go out to the garage. This was sitting on a shelf. And why this is still in the shelf uh, is a good question because it's not really a functional uh, item. I'm trying to uh, put this back into its proper shape. It looks like something has smushed it just a little bit. But this is a box of discs, uh, a box of floppy disks, B-A-S-F disks. Now, uh, you might be thinking those look a little large, Rob, and if I've, uh, you could see that it's 10 diskettes, but uh, in case you think that that might just be a, a trick on the perspective, this is a five and a quarter inch floppy disk. <laughs> and so based off that, you can see that this is a box of eight inch floppy disks. Now there is a price tag uh, on this and I'll hold it up here to see if you can see that. Uh, but the price was 25 cents. I found this at a garage sale many years ago. And as you can see, the box is falling apart. The bottom is falling open here, and the discs are falling out. So I'm, I'm trying to hold this uh, together. I suppose I could uh, reinforce it a little bit. Now, one thing I found is uh, kind of interesting. On the back here, uh, it says BASF high-performance coating. And then there are a lot of things here that talk about how great these discs are. In fact, on the front, uh, it says certified 100% error-free, and that's not the kind of guarantee you normally get. <laughs> Can you imagine, like Pizza Hut doesn't, they don't say guaranteed 100% error-free. They they screw up your order sometimes. Uh, Taco Bell sometimes gives me the wrong stuff, so, so most places won't certify 100% uh, guarantee error-free, but, but they have here. And then um, if you look on the back, uh, which is interesting, everything on here is in multiple languages. It looks to me like this is German and then English and then possibly French. Um, so if you look uh, down here, look in the bottom where it talks about uh, the different things there, I believe that is uh, just by glancing and I believe that's German at the top, uh, English in the middle. And that one I recognize. <laughs> 
and the bottom is French. So uh, I, many years ago, and I'm going to say this was um, in the mid-1990s, probably uh, based on the next story I'm going to tell you, uh, between 1994 and 1995, I went to a garage sale and saw these for a quarter and bought the entire box. Now, the funny thing about uh, 8-inch floppies is I have never, ever, ever physically used one. I've never seen or physically touched a 8-inch floppy drive. I used lots of five and a quarter inch floppy drives back in the day, all the way, um, you know, I, I guess starting with the Apple II would have been my first one. Uh, so that would have been 1982. Um, and then, of course, I grew up, you know, with the PC and then moving to the Commodore 64. So I use a lot of five and a quarter inch floppy drives uh, over the years, but I never had anything that used an eight inch floppy. That really kind of uh, uh, predates me. So um, it, it's funny that, so when I saw these, they were already old and outdated then by a long time. And of course, now they're, they're uh, practically ancient. You know, I didn't look, I should look here. I want to see if there's a um, copyright date. Or re- I mean, it does say that it's registered, but I don't see a date uh, on them. I will look at, uh, one of the oh wait now here's the information on the side, eight inch here we go eight inch, uh, double sided double density you can see there and some other information I'm gonna move this uh, light that I have I'm, I'm gonna do this off screen for just a second, uh, lifetime warranty, two sided double faced, sectors soft forty eight, BASF made in Germany. No, unfortunately, there's no uh, date on here. I guess they don't... Well, if you've got 100% certified guarantee, it's not going to go bad. So I guess they don't need a uh, an expiration date. I have one specific disc out. Um, and no, there's no, no date on this either. So anyway, uh, on with the story... I'm going to cover the label here for just a second that I have written on here. This is one, uh, again, let me pull this uh, five and a quarter inch. And it's funny that I don't think of this as being that old, (laughs) where most people are like five and a quarter inch floppy. That's ancient. But this I had stored right over there in a drawer with a whole bunch of other floppies. Uh, But again, you can see that's a five and a quarter inch floppy uh, compared to the side. But this five and a quarter inch floppy is... What is this? So it says sequential files, Hobbit, CCGMS 13.1. Oh, which is an old term program. This is disk uh, 597, if you could see that number uh, written on there. So in, in my old, this is one of my original Commodore 64 disks. Um, I numbered, when I was a kid, numbered my disks, and I stopped collecting discs around um, 620 floppies. So that would have been from 1985 until 91, somewhere around there, maybe 92. Uh, so this was pretty close to the end, but this is um, uh, literally from that era. This is uh, my handwriting from 19, probably 1991, I would guess. Uh, anyway, so I bought these discs, these 8-inch floppies. And uh, had no use for them at all. No practical use at all, right? And so um, 
I got hired by the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, uh, and I, I took a position as a computer specialist. So I was, uh, when I got this job, this was in 1996, uh, right before my 23rd birthday. So I was 22 years old, probably the youngest person, second youngest person in that office was 50. Uh, most of the guys, I worked in a um, flight standards district office, and that's where uh, inspectors of FAA inspectors work, flight inspectors. And uh, a lot of those guys were already retired. Either they were retired pilots um, from commercial aviation or they had retired from the military so for many of the guys that i worked with uh, this was their second career and of course i'm this snotty kid i came in one day with um you know dyed blonde hair and and (laughs) uh you know i would always crank like heavy metal music in my office and stuff i was not like anyone else in that office um i'm sure there were regrets at times uh that they had hired me but also uh, they didn't have a computer guy before I worked there. And um, uh, I, I used to, uh, the way I used to explain it is, you know how would computer people get together, like retro computer people, and you might compare hard drives. You might say like, oh man, my first hard drive was, you know, 100 gig. And they're like, oh, my first hard drive was 40 gig or 40 meg, you know, and they go, oh, 40 meg. Oh, I had a 10 meg, you know, and, and so computer people just have, uh, you know, these things that they could talk about, you know, when did they get their first computer or how much RAM, you know, those sorts of things. Um, but when I would walk into the office, they, those guys would, would talk about like, man, you remember this old kind of altimeter that they had uh, on this airplane or you remember when they used and it was a whole language I did not understand I was not I didn't speak their language you know so I was the lone kid that was a computer guy I had nobody else to talk with and so um, based off of that nobody also got my sense of humor there and so I was in charge of the network. I was in charge of our server. We were running Novell networks back then. This was before uh, we had moved over to um, Windows NT. This is how how long ago this was. And uh, I bought these floppy disks. And so I made a disk label for one of the disks. And as you can see, it says emergency boot disk. Now, this disk is obviously blank. Uh, this just does not do anything. Uh, and more importantly, there was no eight inch floppy drive in our office. I mean, this is the mid nineties. Everybody had PCs. Um, I would say most of the, most of the computers probably had, some of them still had five and a quarter inch disc drives, but most of them were all, you know, three and a half inch Discs, you know, I mean, there weren't. We probably weren't using that many five and a quarter inch. I, we might not have been using any five and a quarter inch floppy drives. That you might have had one on an old server or something. But um, so, th- so this obviously would be like a joke prop. This is the equivalent to me as a computer guy uh, of coming to work with those glasses that are like this big, like the sunglasses, you know, or maybe even those novelty glasses that have the big giant Coke lenses where you go, Ooh, like, you know, your eyes are all giant. Like if you saw this, that said emergency boot disc taped to a wall, you would think it was a joke if you're a computer person. If you're not a computer person, then you might not. 
And so in 1997, I got to attend uh, Comdex, which was a giant computer conference that happened every year in Las Vegas. And a friend of mine that lived in California talked his boss into letting him go. I talked my boss into letting me go. And we both went. Um, we had on our little name tags that said, you know, federal employee or whatever. And people were trying to schmooze us, you know, which is really funny because we were just dumb kids. We we were just like, oh, we got a free trip, you know, and we were collecting all the free stuff. I got a Novell umbrella. Somebody gave me a Novell umbrella. We registered to try to win all this stuff. And, and then there was actually a lot of, um, I got a crash course in uh, ethics because um, as federal employees, you're not allowed to accept gifts over a certain financial value because it could be seen as a bribe, you know? So um, you had to be careful. Like if you, you could enter um, a, a random drawing and if you won something, that would be okay. But if it was, uh, you know, if it was something where the financial, the value was, was over a certain amount and they gave it to you because of who you were, you couldn't accept it. So there, there were a lot of rules uh, to navigate. Of course, we were just kids. We didn't know all that stuff. But uh, anyway, so I'm in Las Vegas and we went to, <laughs> this will date this story. We went to a, a party that was rented out at this giant uh, club by uh iomega and they were pushing um zip discs at the time and it was the iomega after party we went to this giant party and, and they had a dj and all this stuff it was really super fun and uh they had free drinks and so my buddy and i and we drank it up where well, of course we're in vegas my first time ever in vegas um and we're kids and we're unsupervised you know and we were just uh, drank way too much we made it somehow back to the the uh, hotel that night and the next morning early in the morning I get a phone call and it is from uh, the uh, office administrator called me called my hotel room of course this is I didn't have a cell phone back then this is 97 I didn't have a cell phone yet Uh, this lady called me and said the server has crashed it won't boot and the boss is in the office or in in your office trying to use your emergency boot disk. So I am not only uh have I just woken up, uh I have also drank way too much. And so I get up in the morning, you know, I mean I'm just like groggy, you know, and I'm like, all right, hold on, walk this back. You know, what what what's happened? And she says, Oh, well, the the server won't boot and uh, Art, he, that was my boss's name, was Art. Uh, Art is in your office, and he's trying to use your emergency boot disk. I'm thinking, what emergency boot disk? I don't, you know, I don't have an emergency boot disk. My boss had gone into my office. This was, I want you to see this. You see that this spot here? I I had put a roll, uh, like a rolled up of... Uh, duct tape and stuck this to the wall. So this was sitting on the wall like you would hang a poster or something. My boss had walked into my office, taken this disc out, and was walking around trying to figure out (laughs) what computer or server he could put it in to fix the server. And so I'd start laughing, you know, but I'm like, 
my boss is going to be pissed when I tell him, like, this is not an emergency. And so the first thing I did was lie. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the old server emergency boot disk. That's for the old server. That one doesn't work anymore. And I think what had literally happened was... uh I had a UPS and stuff, but for some reason the server had, had rebooted and there had been a floppy uh, in the drive and it had hung up the boot process. So I got her to go into the office, eject, you know, take the floppies out and reboot the server and, and it everything came back online. And so, it, you know, it really wasn't a deal. But um, yeah, so at one point my boss literally had this floppy disk walking around my office trying to figure out where he was going to put and you know, my server was like a Dell Tower. My my server was not as wide <laughs> as this floppy. I don't know where he thought he was going to try to stick this thing, but um, it did not not save the day. There's also, um, I want to see. I, this probably won't show up without a light behind here, but there's very faint right here below my finger. Uh, there's a, uh, a hole, and that is, uh, I'm gonna see if I can see this, yeah, you probably can't, oh, yeah, it's right there, you can barely make it out there, that's a thumbtack, uh, hole, so, um, I took it down off the wall, and later when I moved, I stuck a tack through this, and I, I had that hanging on the wall, so, uh, when I was all done, I, uh, Put that. I took it off the wall when I got back to the office, and put it back in uh, with the uh, box of uh, the rest of the discs. And so, I know that in my life I will never have a practical use for eight-inch floppies. I've never had anyone uh, say, "Oh, by the way, do you have a spare eight-inch floppy?" It's literally never come up. I've thought about using these as like a giveaway at some point, like a novelty thing. Put you know, write Commodore or Sprite Castle or, or something on there. And maybe that's why why I've hung on to them all this time. But uh, that's just one of those things that I've uh, collected and, and has a story that stuck with it. And that's, that's why I still have it is because every time I see that. In fact, when I'm done with this episode, uh, I'm going to use a thumbtack and I'm going to hang this on the wall right here behind my monitor just so I could see it because every time I see it it makes me crack up a little bit when I think about that story and I think about my boss uh, walking around trying to and you know what the the worst part is is that um, it's certified 100% error free so it should, it should have fixed the error right up maybe like a magic wand if you just rubbed it on there or something but uh, no didn't didn't work for him. So, anyway, uh, that's what I got for you this week. Uh, thanks again for your support, and thanks for watching these. I'm having a blast doing them, and and um, it's not a problem of finding something as I look around for next week. It's just figuring out which one thing will I I settle on because I have lots of different things to share. So thank you uh, for your Patreon support. Thanks for all your feedback and stuff and watching the shows. I greatly appreciate you, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.